Sorry. Um, you know, I was just jamming out to uh, a fresh fucking album that dropped today. Well, as of this recording, when you hear this, which is tomorrow, which is then today for you, um, <laughs> it, uh, oh no, where was I going with that? Oh, I confused myself. <laughs> Anyways, Heavy Love, Stop Drop Rewind, one of my favorite local bands ever. I say local because they're within, I guess technically everything's within driving range, isn't it? Um, <laughs> but they're close, okay? But Stop Drop Rewind, they put out a new album today. Yesterday, doesn't matter. Heavy love, right? Oh, dude, I'm so excited. I've been, like, just devouring, consuming their music. And then, um, when did, when was it that I talked? Oh, they played a show in uh, Mishawaka uh, a couple months ago. And they played the, the album. And I'm super stoked. And I was like, hey, what's a guy got to do to get a little sneak peek on that? And uh, they were like, just ask. And I was like, mm. So I've been jamming the album. You guys get to hear, like, the super finished prod- product. And you're not going to be disappointed, okay? This album is so good. It's a real showcase of the talent of these boys, right? And it's no... It's no... What's the... No, I don't know what I was going to say. Some, it's not a heavy feat, but that's not... <laughs> I don't think that's a thing. Um, but it's it really... It's a culmination of their, I think, over 10 years of experience. They've been doing this for a long time. So um, be sure to check out the album if you like good music. If you don't like good music, then, you know, whatever. You can go listen to Olivia Rodrigo or whatever. (laughs) I'm kidding. She's fine, okay? If she took inspiration from Haley Williams and Paramore, then she can't be that bad, right? (sighs) But, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pretty stoked. I, uh... I've been getting used to Tidal, right? Tidal is, for those of you who don't know, is a is a streaming platform. Um, not entirely sure, but I think I once heard that it, Jay-Z owns it, right? And the whole, it's essentially Spotify, but instead of paying the artist .00001% per stream, they pay a lot more. And, like, there's little to no cut for the the streaming service itself it's more just paying the artists what they fucking deserve and i was really nervous about it because i've been on spotify for like five years so the algorithm knew what i liked and it was really fucking convenient but um i was worried that it wouldn't have all the bells and whistles that spotify has but it does it's the same it's the same fucking platform um the only thing that is inconvenient now is that it's doing what any, you know, platform does at the beginning is it's learning me, right? So I've been trying, I've just been like jumping from my Spotify, like playlist to be like, okay, I also like this song and this song and this song and then this album and this album. And I've just been like swapping over all my liked and favorites and stuff. I wish there was a way, maybe there is, I haven't Googled it yet. I was supposed to, but I, uh, you know, forgot, um, to where like, I wonder if there's a way to transfer playlists. Like, can I send the link from a Spotify playlist through some sort of fucking third-party service and then they will just transfer the data and compile the playlist um, to another platform, right? Because I'm wanting all my playlists from Spotify that I've culminated over the last five years. Like, I like those playlists. I mean, does anybody know? 
Is there a is there a site? Is there a, a an algorithm? Is there a bot that will do it for me? There has to be. There fucking has to be, bro. It's twenty twenty. It's twenty twenty two now. There's got to be somebody's done that, right? I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, if not, and if you know how to code and all that fancy matrixy shit, let me know. I'll give you money to do it for me because I don't feel like transferring the six hundred liked songs that I just haven't delved into the full artist yet. I just have like, oh, I like that song. And then I, what I normally do is I'll listen to like a a song radio, right? And I'll be like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, that song's good. And I'll like it. So as a reminder to me, like, hey, look into this band. But I never fucking do. Sometimes I do. But most of the time it's just a culmination of singles that I like from these bands that I never delve into. Which is really tragic because, as you'll hear in this episode, and I think you heard in the last episode, I do consume a lot of different artists, right? I think it was 2,200 and some for last year, right? That's a whole lot of music, a whole lot of albums that I haven't listened to. It's just one fucking song from these people. And if I like one song, there's like a 80% chance there's going to be at least fucking two more that I like, right? And I owe it to myself, and not just to myself, but to the artist, to give them, they put in time to make this stuff, I am a consumer of said stuff, I should put in the time to consume said stuff, Um, but, you know, there's just so few hours in a day, no, that's not, there's, there's a lot of hours in a day, but, I gotta spend eight of them at work, which... Subsequently, is the place where I consume all of my music. I mean, I listen while I'm driving, but I'm not driving for eight hours. It's only like 30, maybe an hour. It's not a whole lot of music in an hour. Uh, I don't know. But, you know, that's uh, that's just like uh, I found out a couple weeks ago that I might like Taylor Swift. But I, I haven't delved into it. I did go record shopping, um over the holidays, and I was looking for Taylor Swift records, um, but the ones that I was suggested and the one track that I ended up liking, I think it was Evermore? Folklore? One of those. I think it was, I don't fucking know. Folklore. Folklore is the one. Couldn't find that record. Um, I mean, I did look at, well, no, I looked at a lot of places, uh, Landlock Music, uh, there was an Urban Outfitters that I went into because I guess they have records. Uh, you know, FYE, Target. I went to a lot of places, and Target had the most Taylor Swift, but of course none of the albums that I wanted. Um, but it's fine. It's whatever. I almost bought a Casey Mus- Musgraves uh, Star-Crossed. Um, it's like a special edition. Um, not like a crazy wild variant. Um, variant meaning special color of record, but, like, the, the cover of the, um, uh, record itself was, like, split, so, like, if you look at the album artwork of Casey Musgrave's most recent album, uh, Starcrossed, right, so it's got a little heart, uh, pendant on the front, and it's kind of, like, broken down the middle, because that album is entirely based on her divorce, um, but, like, the record sleeve is exactly that. Instead of, like, pulling the record out of one side, you pull 
the sides of the cover apart, and the record sits in it like that, which I think is pretty cool. Um, it's like a fucking Russian doll, but there's only one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I almost bought that, but then I didn't, because I don't know why. I just didn't. Um, but yeah, uh, I did recently acquire... Uh, I think it's my first entry. I know I'm talking about a bunch of vinyl right now, but that's... Listen, okay? This is my show. I'm going to talk about what I want. And it's still music-related, right? Um, but I'm going to start dipping my toe into... Not a whole lot, but some like video game soundtracks. And I know that sounds super nerdy, right? But there's one video game soundtrack that is actually very uh, 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 pivotal. Yeah, pivotal to uh, some of my music taste. Um, one of my, I guess, secret, not necessarily secret, but it's not something I really talk about. It's just kind of a genre that I listen to by myself <laughs> and I don't really share with others, but it's drum and bass, right? Um, if you don't know what drum and bass is, I can't really explain it to you, but I think if I were to put it in a comedic um, <laughs> analogy... Um, I'd say that it's music that is perfectly suited for montages of people <laughs> hacking into things or also and or uh, committing like a, a robbery or like a heist, right? Um, so I found my early, my first, my earliest um, introduction to drum and bass was a soundtrack from a video game called uh, Bomberman 64. Um, I had this game for the N64, obviously, and that music, I just, I fell in love with it. Like, one, that game is awesome, but also the soundtrack is just amazing. And ever since then, I think many years later, right, I find Slipknot, um, and then their first record, um, the, I think it's Eyeless, um, the song Eyeless, um, the intro to that song, like the the first five seconds, and then consequently the like the twenty seconds after, but it's hidden behind the the guitar. That is drum and bass. I know that's probably sounding really bad, but it's very upbeat. It's very fast, um, and for some reason I want to use the the adjective digital and I don't know if that's if that it might make sense if you look into it like listen but you know what I don't know why I'm beating around the bush let me just play you um a little sample of a song that I really enjoy right this is a a song the song's called Aztec by uh Spore S P O R this is drum and bass You see, you see what I mean? So I feel like this music would be really fucking good for like, like a chase, like a getaway scene, right? But also, it could be like a fight scene in a club, like very, very matrixy, I guess. But this, this is drum and bass, right? So, if you weren't already into the drum and bass game, I'm sorry that you didn't know about it. Um, if you hate that, if you hated that, um, just know that I like you just a little bit less, but that's okay, you know, 
as a good buddy of mine, Shane from the Nice Boys, likes to say, I mean, he likes to yuck people's yums, but, you know, I'm I'm not really for that. If you don't, if you want to, mm, how do I say this? If you, fuck, if my yums make, <laughs> if my yums make you yuck, then that's fine, but... Let me like what I like, and you can like what you like. If we like it together, great. If not, that's fine. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold you, hold that against you. So, I'm done ranting about drum and bass and records. So, without further ado, I'd like to bestow upon you this very fun interview that I did with uh, the boys from two thirds of the boys from Stop Drop Rewind. Right, Chris and Daryl were kind enough to give me some of their time. And we got hella distracted at the beginning. Um, talked about uh, Spotify mostly, uh, not necessarily Spotify, but the the streaming platform of you know paying artists and how it, how it works and why why no one's fixed it yet, right? But after that, we go deep dive into the new album, Heavy Love, and I'm super excited. One, for you to hear the new album, and I'm super excited for the boys. They're going on tour. They're going down to Tejas um, a couple weeks from now. Maybe, I think it's next week. Um, So, um, without further ado, please enjoy this interview with Stop, Drop, Rewind. <laughs> so like does your has your wife heard any of the new music like have you guys not recorded in your space at all oh we no actually, we, if they come if they come in the women come in we punch them <laughs> <laughs> right in the this right is a terrible mouth. time to start recording what a terrible <laughs> yeah. judgment yeah. Yeah. don't listen to our new music no they, no they girls all allowed they've they've heard it well stephanie <laughs> like specifically references some stuff that she's yeah. heard while we were like working on it especially stuff that we wrote early in covid last year where like Mm -hmm. chris and his girlfriend kim were the only people that we were seeing aside from like my co-workers and stuff uh you know we'd we'd have practice at his house or my house and it's my it's my house because it's my wife anyway um (laughs) our house where's my wife we'd have practice at our house house in the middle of our street man we play that song a lot and nobody ever gets hyped at it um is our he badness. said we're not good at it. It is I, our fault. I speak truth. <laughs> he said no one ever us. gets hype, and then no, immediately before suck. even right. finished, he goes, it's because we're not good at it. Oh, yeah, okay. that's but it's also because that is a song like early British New Wave is supposed to sound like they're super bored and disaffected. Do you guys have the, the, the brass instruments, though? Like, no, absolutely that's, not. That's a big component in that song. I know. That's that might be why honestly. It is. That's we what do I'm going to say. Like a three piece. There's like eight yeah. guitars and a bunch of horns and stuff. I know. The reason people don't dun, get hot and a piano. For, the piano. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, 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 yeah. You got to get. You got to get a brass. You, uh, hit up the boys in a. Oh, what's that? Uh, dad jokes. Dad jokes oh, yeah. in our area. They've got. They've got all kinds of brass instruments in that band. I have been I'm trying to get on a show with with Nate. And one of his bands for such a very long time. <laughs> and one of his bands. And really any of them. I specifically have been trying for dad jokes or spaceships. Yeah. And we just can't seem to to link up. Spaceships has a show next week. Uh, and oddly enough, one of the bands that was on the lineup had to drop and they had to replace them. 
didn't call us. <laughs> Nate Nate is an interesting guy. He's also like hella busy. He has yes. his hands in so many pots. He does a lot so, of things. You'd yes. think with all those pots he'd need more hands, but he gets <laughs> it done with just the two. No, Nate just he he's he's a what do they call a renaissance man. But to answer your question, yes, my wife has heard our songs in uh in pre-production <laughs> stages. <laughs> I always uh, ask uh I live with my girlfriend and for most of the writing process we did that and I say like okay which like do you like that one or like which of the new ones are you enjoying so far and she's always like they always sound so different when they're done anyway because we change them a lot I don't want them to sound all the same I don't pick no they always sound so different from when she like she's like I don't listen anymore Uh, when we first started hanging out we were writing um, Polarity her 2016 record and she must have gotten really attached to a version or a way we were doing one of those songs. And then when we put it out, it sounds completely different. Oh. And she's a demo girl and not yeah, a demos, product yeah. girl. That's, cor- that's correct. <laughs> yeah. That's, I believe that's they fine. prefer work in progress, but yes. She likes the raw oil. Don't, call my, don't not- call my girlfriend a demo, dude. <laughs> <laughs> she likes the raw ore of the song and not the uh, the chiseled finished product. Yes, indeed, just the bones for her. Your girl's a miner. I uh, mean, oh, oh no. wait, man. <laughs> M-I-N-E-R. Can we get that out of post, please? E-R. Okay. So this E-R, is like tangentially E-R. pop punk. You really can't say that. <laughs> uh, y'all get about to get kicked off a warp tour before it even revitalizes. Before it I know. comes to light. Can you cancel someone as irrelevant as us? Let's not find out. <laughs> you know, but hey, no, there's no such thing as bad publicity. Um, if you're getting with minors, that's bad publicity. That part is bad publicity. Like it's actually also, young people, it's also not bad. people who are underground. Yes. Well, yeah. Minor, minors with an E deserve love too. <laughs> they do. They need light. They really do. And probably some, yes. some, some food. All right. A, a reason to come above ground. <laughs> and you know what's you. a reason a good reason to come above ground our new album that's right uh, yeah. though, what a perfect segue what a perfect wow. segue but <laughs> you I need to do a little uh, that? did I pre-rehearse it no yeah. I don't pre-rehearse anything what I do pre-rehearse is a lot of conversations that I think could happen but never actually do mm-hmm. that's what I rehearse okay Um. so Let's just open up the show. Welcome to the Toon Junkies podcast. My name is Chris, and today I'm here with very special guests. Some of my favorite people in the whole world. I love their music. Chris and Daryl of Stop, Drop, Rewind. Hello. Hey, man. Thanks for having us back on the show. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited that you guys are alive and well. Us too. Uh, I You know, most days I'm excited about that. <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's, that's a real thing. I, uh... I have that meant before that mentality was like uh just like a like a wave it would come and go. But as of late, I recently turned thirty years old and yep. that's a that's like a constant thing, like, hey, <laughs> you're thirty now. I was like, gonna say like better. you get older and you're like, Yeah, right. this is it's I'm doing okay. <laughs> if you think that's going to go away, it's not because when you turn thirty one, suddenly it's not I'm thirty, it's I'm in my thirties. Oh no. Yeah, that's I, uh, worse. That is worse. Some lady on TikTok kind of ruined it, but also kind of like softened the blow in that saying that 
you are alive for like nine months before you're born. So when you celebrate your first birthday, you're actually closer to two years old than you are one. So I'm actually 31 and not 30. So I've already been 30. So now it's, yeah. I'm it in delves into thorny, ish, thorny territory very quickly there, though. In, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, so we'll, we'll, skip, we'll skip on that one. <laughs> Because she may have been pushing an agenda, but trying to make you feel old at the same time. This, yeah, those, just push, <laughs> push. Hey, you're doing that. pretty good, though, 30 on TikTok. Listen, okay, really I staying, find a lot of great really bands on relevant. TikTok. Yes. Oh, we're, on, we're both on TikTok, we're on TikTok too. too. Don't, don't get There's it twisted. There's a lot of great music on TikTok. But yeah, the I, 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 I fought that idea for a while. Like, don't get on TikTok. That's just for, like, children dancing. But it's yeah. not. It was sold that at the beginning, but it's it's a lot funnier than just that. I did. Uh, that was my first experience with TikTok. I was walking down the street by my old house, and um, three preteen girls came up to me and said, first off, already not good. Yeah, it's already like, Where are your parents? What do you want? Because I was probably like 29 or 30. Like, I was an adult man. <laughs> Is this a don't, setup? <laughs> like, don't talk. Yeah, like, you shouldn't be talking to me. So I, was, I must have been wearing a shirt I got from Panera because I worked there at the time. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, my sister's cousin so-and-so or something like that worked at Panera and I was like okay I don't care (laughs) so that is not first off young people there are dangerous people in the world just because they're wearing a Panera shirt doesn't mean I'm okay to talk to you (laughs) that's true they will hire just about anyone although I was like okay so I'm standing like not me I'm like really standing I'm standing really far away because I don't want to be like that weird guy who was because I was just like walking I was probably waving my arms a bunch playing air drums or something because I was listening to music yeah, they're like, can you take a video of us? And I was like, not really. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. But I was like, okay. So I did, and against my better judgment, which immediately was proven to be the correct judgment, because they like started doing a wacky dance, and it was like three twelve-year-old white girls, and I think the only lyric in the song was like the n-word, just over and over and over again. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is the worst day of my life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. It's a. Uh... I, I at first I wanted to believe these youths in their their uh, sincerity of hey I like I like your shirt someone there but I think it was all a lie I think they did that to open the door to get you to do the thing they wanted you to do they which was take a video that. of yeah. them tragic the manipulation in this country is unbearable it never it never, it never stops I was a sucker I was like sure right was one of them also secretly videoing you reacting to the reacting to the three preteen white girls <laughs> do the n word dance I challenge t- I don't know dude I I. I just was like, well, this and is it. Oh my God, please get this whole segment out of here. <laughs> are we? Do you guys want to talk about China too? How are we just doing all, all problematic stuff to start so this? This is a relatable thing. That got yeah, swindled no, by young people. By young people. <laughs> it got swindled by the youth. That's, that is how it goes. <laughs> all right. So honestly, what was it? It's been... It's been one week since you... No, I'm not going to I was going to say that too, but I figured that was lame. <laughs> I'm glad that we have the same brains. Um, it's been over a year. I think the last time... Uh, I don't need, When was the last time Dude, it's been you over guys two were on years. the show? Yeah, it Has was... It been uh, two years? It was like early 2019. Oh my I remember God. because... Late 2019 because we went out to Ohio. Or early... No, it was January of 2020 because I, I went to a football game the next day and the Ravens played that night. They lost to the Titans in the playoffs. Oh my, I'm gonna, you were in Toledo. It was er, no, he's right. It was like the first week of January, uh, 
2020 because we played in Toledo. We we were at Smith's the night before and we saw you there. Yeah, I think oh, that's, yeah, that's where right. we actually met you. Uh, yep, January 24th. Well, probably the week before that, but yeah, I remember. Wait, no. Yeah. Where did I see you guys first? Because you guys were on a flyer for somewhere. Because did you guys play with Spineless Heartless that night? No. Probably not, no. I think we haven't played with them out your way. No, you played. I saw the thing. Was it Nautilus and Spaceships? And yes. Spaceships was supposed to be on it, but they a bunch of them were sick, so they oh, had to drop yeah, that's off last right. minute, and they got that Screamo rapper. Yes. Screamo that rapper? Was the sh- yeah, and they did. I will. I, that, I will never forget what I saw that day. <laughs> was was uh did is that the? Maybe it's not the same show, but there's a show where we have a screamo rapper who threw up mid set. He uh he left. The he stage. was ill, or that was part of the show. No, I think it was a con- it was his first show, and it was a combination of like nerves and stuff. And he like he stopped, went off to the side of stage, threw up. And went right back no, on and finished. This wasn't show. it, but that was that guy. I'm pretty sure because I want to <laughs> okay. say during his set, I was standing next to someone, and they said, "Like last time I saw this guy, he had to run and throw up." <laughs> but he like he had a show. It was put together. It was like a. Man. It was a. It was not a product I would necessarily purchase, but it was a product. Right. He he deserves a band. It's hard to be a one man show. He he needs a That's, band. Yes, he might yeah. have had a DJ. That is rough mm. to be by yourself. Yeah, especially. I mean, if, I feel gig. like if you're doing like screamo or like hardcore type shit, yeah, you gotta you gotta have a band to feed off the energy. Otherwise, you're just an asshole, just like yeah. jumping around by or yourself. Or like, who's this asshole screaming at me on right. the stage? <laughs> yeah, who is that? It's just him. What do you What do you know, guy? <laughs> Get a band, <laughs> uh, sir. If you are listening to this, we actually do support you. But we no, don't he's actually. Like, I was saying it's. I was saying it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, he knows. He. uh He's a his name is Tucker Bile. Shout out to Tucker. Hi Tucker. He's a big fan. Um and he knew he knew that uh he was scheduled and he got sick and we had to like reschedule and it's just been a thing but like he knew going into that interview that I was going to tease him about that and he goes, "If you want, he messaged me and was like, "If you want, you can call me Tucker Bile or something like that. <laughs> oh and I was my like, God. I was like, don't worry, yes. man. I was going to tease you about it. But I respect what you skid. did. You didn't yep. give up. You did what you had to do and came right back. I respect right. that. We've all been there. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have. I throw up in my mouth backstage before every show, but that's because I can't perform unless I'm disgusted with myself. <laughs> <laughs> that is Determine tragic. If that's real or not. Hey, there's a doggo. Yeah. Hey, that's that's now, Bella. I thought I blocked the door. You didn't. <laughs> you that's did not. Okay. <laughs> well, she makes a lot of goopy slurping sounds, and I don't want that on the goopy slurping. Do you want to hear one? Yeah, I do. There was one. <laughs> now she's looking DJ. Oh, I have to put my mouth on. That I hear later. the snoof. <laughs> yep. <laughs> now she's looking DJ's pants. It's a she's doggo? very taken. She's very taken with DJ. Look, she's sitting right on top of him. Doggo, she- what was your album of the year? <laughs> Uh, Doggo's album of the year was either Gami Gang by Origami Angel Ooh, nice. or Evergreen by Wolves and Machines with honorable mentions by that Turnstile album that's really good. Um, Did you see their tiny desk? Glow? Glow, yeah. The new one. 
And maybe also honorable mention to that Meet Me at the Altar EP because they're amazing too. Uh, if you're wondering, my Cats album of the year was uh, Something Heavy by Yumi and everyone we know. Ooh, nice. I think I just pre-ordered the Somewhere City by Origami Angel. They uh, are pressing, I don't know if it's a repress or if it's a first. I think that's the older album. Yeah, yeah, it's the 2019. Yeah. Um, they're yeah, amazing. Yeah. They are very good. I had never heard of them, but I was like, Origami Angel, that sounds like it'd probably be pretty instrumental. And then it wasn't, it, but I was still happy with <laughs> still it. Yeah, it's good. not instrumental, but it is um, guitar-y. Guitar-y. <laughs> guitar-esque. guitar-esque if guitar-laden. You right. Guitar-adjacent. <laughs> there it is. No, it's, it's definitely, no, there's definitely right guitars. in there with the yes, guitars. Yes, yeah, it's those cool. Are, those are guitars. All right, so I think the last time I talked to you, um, the last album that you had put out was the 2018... Um, is that Element and Aftermath? Yes, Element and Aftermath. Yes. Yep. Um, and then... And we were in the middle of all the singles. Yes. And that got all messed up when we saw you last. What the do you mean? The world shut down. You uh, well, right, we didn't right. finish doing them. <laughs> like that, we still, okay. We still have an unreleased one that's not on this upcoming album either. But it is recorded and like completed yeah, and ready to rock. Done. Oh, well, that's... I mean, that, that's as inconvenient as I'm sure it was... Isn't that kind of like handy now to have this thing that you can sit on? Like, hey, we need a buffer to yes. like feed the the heathens. It's and extremely keep them busy? it's extremely handy for exactly that reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tune in around April, and uh, we'll see. We'll see just and how we'll handy see. that could be. <laughs> so I think the the next uh, single that you had put out since then was I think in chronological order. Does it go Space Force? Is Space Force the next one that you put out? So Space Force was meant to be just like a standalone weird thing that we right. did. Yeah, that's not part. So that's not part of the singles technically either. We never actually even intended to put Space Force on streaming. There yeah. was just demand for it, so it's there. I'm glad you did because I love that song. I really. We do. thank you for your thank pennies. You. Yes. Oh, uh, also, uh, because I remember you had posted something about the the numbers and the stream stats that you got off Spotify. Yep. yep. That was one of the. Uh, it was a catalyst in pushing me to get rid of spotify and join title oh nice man i think that yeah. is one of the better ones for yeah, artists I, and stuff I, it's jay-z's isn't it yeah jay-z own title yep but yeah i i spend a lot of time listening to music and if i'm not going to be able to go out and see these people's shows and give them money for merch right they at least better get paid for all the music of theirs that i listen to so uh, yeah um, um it's messed up it's been messed up with the industry in this country anyway for a while because yeah they're the like with the um uh, what do they call that with the ra- oh there was the payola situation payola like, you pay to get on the radio instead of them paying you for which would essentially be the products yeah yeah um this is why you shouldn't read every single thing that comes across your thing your feed or your news thing because you forget. There is legislation right now to fix, like, the older problem, but not the streaming problem. So that, like, at least if you get played or licensed, you actually get money for that. Um, which Congress is theoretically trying to pass. But now I'm blanking on the specifics of this. You're fine. I will Google something after this because it what what do you the older problem in what do you mean? Basically, by the older in the U, you should get paid when your music is on the radio, and a right. lot of times. 
they were loopholing their way around that. Mm. So, like, the radio station would pay the band to play you're their supposed, music? You're supp- well, you, li- you get it from the label or the publishing company. Oh, right. And they then pay the artist. Like, um, does BMI and CSAC and ASCAP cover radio? Or is it just performance? I have no idea. Body mass index? What? You see, but it's all, it's, this is all very, it's old, A, and then it's confusing anyway. Yeah, well, legislation, that's, that's, that's how it always goes. Uh, that would have been an industry artifice and not legislation. Industry artifice, now we're getting, now you're getting too smart for me. I don't know what that means. Like, like the system that the industry, the music industry came up with to distribute uh, and sell music and market it. Uh, uh here it is. It is the because I looked it up. I don't want to sound like an idiot on the podcast here. Do you know what show you're on right now? That's I know. It's it's hosted. It was it's only ever been hosted by idiots. It is the American Music Fairness Act is the one I was referencing. American and Music it Fairness is to Act. get radio stations to pay royalties when they play music on the air, which is basically. It's good for people who are getting played on the radio. Right. But like how far behind the times is Congress? It's a bipartisan bill, so I guess they're doing something. But like this isn't the 80s, dude. Yeah. I need to get paid from Spotify. Yeah, because that's where most people are listening nowadays. Like radio. Correct. It's not, I won't say it's dead, but it is definitely dying. This is like hilariously behind the times. Um require radio stations that fall under 1.5 million annual revenue um, to pay $500 a year in performance royalties. Oh my God. So $500 a year to play your song at minimum if one get, time? I assume, no, I assume it's if it if you get up to $500 worth of royalties. So however many oh. plays that is. That's part of why the Spotify and YouTube music and Apple music thing is an issue is because the radio was free before, right? You just paid by listening to ads, mm-hmm. but there wasn't ever like, again, people weren't getting paid for that. And a lot of times the, your A&R rep or the publishing company were paying the radio station to, to play, play your, your music. music. It was backwards. Yeah. Um, because then you could sell records, which is where you made money. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, I feel like, isn't that like the art industry in, in a, as a whole? You're just like, we'll pay you an exposure. Correct. <laughs> that's what we'll give you. But that's not even pay you an exposure. That's give us money so maybe you get exposure. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and oddly enough, they don't take exposure in return. No, they don't. Neither does my landlord. I've checked a couple times. That's tragic. That's so that's there's honestly, no there's no I got all these rate. exposure bucks just sitting around. <laughs> what am I going to do with all these shrew bucks and exposure bucks? <laughs> there's no set rate for like okay, which will be a starting point for Spotify, right? You say okay, Bon Jovi made forty cents when we played his thing on our radio station. Let's pay them that on Spotify, right? Yeah. There's no there's no starting point, so they're just like oh, don't worry about it. And nobody knows, and it doesn't really matter because Spotify or streaming is a product that people like and they want. Yeah, the the uh, convenience of I want to listen to this right now. Yep. 
But I mean, I guess I understand like the how do you make up rules for something that's like totally new? Like, you know, in the early 2000s, you could buy single tracks for 99 cents. Correct. And then you could play it as many times as you wanted. But like, how do you regulate the streaming in the sense that, oh, you can listen to any song as many times as you want forever, as long as you give us this many dollars and you use our platform? I don't. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. Well, you, I mean, you're raising a good question too, which is if you bought a CD, you're a set, you bought a single use license to that music. So when you paid 15 or $20 for a CD back in the Mm -hmm. day or an album, you were allowed to then play it an infinite number of times Mm -hmm. because you owned it. You then can't set it up in your neighborhood and charge five dollars to listen to your re- the records you bought. That's illegal. But if you like, get caught, <laughs> if you yeah, if you well, there caught. is the expectation of like, okay, my friends are going to come over and I'm going to put on some music. But that's always like, like technically, you can't tell people about the football game, right? Yeah, if if we talk about a football game that happened, it's illegal. It's against the license use of the NFL. Do you catch? Do you watch football? Consent. Yeah, they say that bef- before. It's before the halftime, before usually, the game, before it comes and back from both halftime. Times. Yeah. Any any. Uh, Re it says like rebroadcast, but it also or says description that of the game. Description of the yeah, game, so you yes. can't without even... the NFL's consent. How the fuck are they going to regulate that? Like on social media, like people well, tweet live during the game and yep. post Facebook. Like, what's NFL going to do? Like, take your post down. Well. Since those people aren't making money, that's basically just free advertising for the NFL. Oh. So they're just letting it ride. Okay. Which is so where I was going with if you if you have your your little brother and all his friends over to smoke weed and listen to Rush on your record yeah. player, right? Then they're all going to go out and buy Rush records. Right. So it doesn't matter. That's okay. That's fair. Circling that's back, like- that does that then. I think your 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 question is correct. Is where do you get your your unlimited use license when mm-hmm. you don't pay the artist directly? Right. And so we're you were saying like okay, you should make more money per stream, but that that's not really how it works before. Right. Uh, should you pay to add an artist to your library? People aren't going to like that. What if it was a dollar? A dollar for one song? To add it? No, to add it to your library, just an oh, artist. Oh, and have it and have it forever. Hmm. I mean, that's that's kind of like iTunes was in 2004. Right. But then can you only play music out of your library? Mm. Right. And see, that would suck because I listened to I listened to 2,248 artists last year, right? And if I just Damn, listened dude. to one song out of all of those people's catalogs, that's fucking $2,300 I just Correct. spent. Which I'm fine with doing, but at the end of the year, I'd be like, man, I'm like way right, out of that's, money you know i i will probably get heat for this but that is i mean that's that's not fair to the consumer you know that is too much for what the product is i'm gonna counter with if he was running a local radio station in the late 70s like at the mm-hmm. height of all of the stuff we're kind of talking about right now and you're like it and it would have been like a 10 o'clock slot or something mm-hmm. but there was a community around it like you have with the podcast those guys probably did spend two grand 
a year at the record store finding trying to find new music or something interesting to talk about on their radio show yeah i mean i do that i go and i travel to the bumfuck egypt in michigan to look for record stores and records just to find so i mean i i do still kind of spend that money it's just the access and the it's literally just comes down to the convenience of streaming like oh oh hey i like that song like what song is that let me listen to the whole thing i heard 15 seconds on tiktok what does the full four minute song sound like i I not that you i mean people would not do that now no you're you're completely right but i they'd pass on checking out artists that they might otherwise like Mm -hmm. because of the price yep and that's tragic because i want to I want to give musicians all my monies. I mean, I ascent, I I give most of my money to musicians, or at least at least record labels. Um, <laughs> but like, I bet you listen to lots of people who aren't on a label. I do, I do, yeah. I do actually. But I mean, even still, I would. I don't know. It's it's a weird. I want a solution to it, but I don't have any suggestion as to right. how to like fix it because I don't know. I don't. So Bandcamp has. Uh, where I was kind of angling with my increasingly hyperbolic examples. Um, the Bandcamp system isn't bad, but you'd have to get everybody to give up some of the convenience or easy access that they have now, which is never going to happen. Wh- which the you can set different tiers within the same album. So you can pay a price for the whole album, and people yeah. can pay more if they like it a lot or if they want to support you. Mm-hmm. But within that, if you want to stream, you can set like the single to be unlimited streaming. But then if you want to listen to the rest of the album, it's like the it's like a freemium. Uh, okay. model, which people All don't right. say because you're supporting like artists or whatever. But that is how the freemium model works. Like right. you get one or two tracks for free and if you mm-hmm. really really like it, then you maybe can stream those other ones three times and then you have to pay to get in. Which I definitely which... have been on Bandcamp and like streamed it three times and been like and I don't know if I like this band that much. And there's other times where I right. get to the third one, and I'm like, I take, I need my money right now. And I do, I do kind of like that method. I, I mean, I, it's, it's kind of like how you know, in iTunes or you know, on most uh, music uh, uh, sites, like in yeah. the early 2000s, they had a preview, and they'd let you yes. listen to 15 or 30 seconds of it, and then you're, and <laughs> that's how I found a lot of music, and that's why I think like. I think that had a big effect on my brain and I'm when I listen to a song I'm listening listening for that 15 second hook that thing that's like that's the thing that's going to make me keep coming back that's the part I want man that's so rough too cuz we we have distributed long enough ago like with our first EP to mm-hmm. into that where there's a preview and then you sell the track on um iTunes it did not let you select the 15 seconds that's stupid and our <laughs> songs so are like lo- our songs are long so mm-hmm. like you can, you can get through an entire, I mean, especially back then, an entire like fifteen to thirty second chunk without hearing Chris sing. That's so. Then they're just like, oh, this band is just instrumental, and then they see you live, and they're like, what the fuck's all this singing? Yeah, well, they just wouldn't have bought it. Uh, they have they have become more sophisticated. Like I can select. I just did this for the new record. Uh, the sixty seconds that I want to appear on TikTok. Oh yeah. So. It doesn't always start at the beginning of the song. I tried to pick either spots I thought might be something you are like kind of m- memeable, or a minute titillating and catchy that right. caught a couple different moods of the song too, mm-hmm. so that I can make different TikToks out of it. Mm. 
Look at you making TikToks. Trying. Trying. Shout out myself. It's at SDRKLO. <laughs> I'm shouting out myself on the podcast. <laughs> but we've got we've got a we've got a part where you can plug all your yeah all your uh, avenues and whatnot. But do it's, check us out on on the talk. We try and be pretty. I try and stay pretty active. It's mostly stock drop rewind. Yeah, it depends on what my cats are doing and if they're being adorable <laughs> or not. That's how active I can be. They kind of determine. That's you know honestly, I think that's just the directive of cat owners. Is it is? Oh yeah. What's the cat doing? Am I am I free today? Does the I, cat no, need literally, me? when I walk in my house, I'm like, "Where are my cats? Got to find them, and then I can do the next thing." Yeah. Wait, your cats house, your cats don't come to you when you enter the room? One of them does. They're cats, one of, dude. Well, one of them does, does about half the time. My cat and follows the, me the around. He's like a little oh, you dog. Got a do- you got a dog. <laughs> I do. I, he is essentially a dog. Yeah. He was a cat when I first got him, but after like two years, he became dog-like. Did you know that they can be like dogs can be allergic to cats? Uh, I just found out when I came over uh, a little bit ago. <laughs> Kid was telling me. Okay. <laughs> This dog is allergic to cats. I think our dog is allergic to cats. Aw, poor doggo. She's wild because she loves me and I always smell like cats. I uh, I think I once read that all cats are allergic to humans and all, and vice versa. That's why whenever you get scratched, like no matter who you are, it always swells up because yep, yep. to some degree, everyone's allergic to oh, cats. Oh, I should try scratching your cats and see if they puff up. Do you know that cats domesticated themselves? Yes, and that's super interesting because they were like, hmm... I don't have to. I don't have to find shelter, and I don't have to work for food because everything I need, these big ugly cats will provide me. <laughs> they are so clumsy and stupid, but they give me food every day, and all <laughs> yeah. I have to do is sit here and <sighs> deal with their clumsy stupidness. That's, I, uh, some, that's some cat shit right there. I read that um, there's a theory. So there's a bacteria in cats um, that mainly in the wild. If animals get into it, the bacteria gets into their body and leaches up into their brain. And one of the side effects of said bacteria or virus, I don't remember what it is, but it makes you um, more, uh, what's the, subservient to cats. (laughs) This is the thing Sam's always talking about. So they think, there's a theory that how Egyptians used to worship cats is because our, like, immune systems we're so not able to fight that bacteria that we li- it literally went all to their heads and they were like, worship these creatures. And that's, <laughs> oh that's how cats came to be as a little butt bacteria. A butt bacteria. Which I'm okay with. I, I don't mind being somewhat controlled by a little right. worm in my brain. But, all right, so we have not talked about you guys. <laughs> that's good. That's good. I, we talked about the... the it's been a lively the, discussion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a very smart discussion. It's not oh. like... You good? I mean, we could... I don't even know what's back there. DJ's breaking the whole house right now. <laughs> All I did was sit. I think that was this, dude. Oh, well, that's Burning good. down the house. <laughs> All right, so the one thing I do want to ask you about, I know I know you said it wasn't... It was just a uh, a filler. It was a thing you did for... I'm assuming it was something you did for quarantine. Uh, yeah, the that Space was Force song? Space Force. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That it took some high levels of being alone for a long time <laughs> to get there. Because I'm I'm super curious as to I mean being alone obviously, but like how you guys came up with this song because I, personally I'm hoping that the writing process of this song 
made you giggle as much as I giggle when I listen to the song. Oh yeah, Dude, probably embarrassingly more than yeah. you do. Yeah, oh, the, that's perfect. The the lyric writing process for this song started with just me writing in the notes app on my phone as mm-hmm. many Space Force jokes as I could possibly <laughs> think of. And then we would just like rapid fire, shoot them at each other to see what was sticking and what we could get yeah. like a couplet out of or something. Let me see if I still have it. It was oh, like I love that. probably what you assume like a, a sitcom writer's room like brainstorming session would be like. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Just like the cheesiest Space Force jokes and like, okay, how serious to like how how seriously i mean it is overtly political but like we were like okay we probably don't want to be like uh over the top like we're gonna use our space laser to shoot trump in the head or something like that we like yeah, that was be probably too, <laughs> too far although we did have a joke at one point about mike pence teaching aliens to pray the gay away <laughs> i think oh, the only reason to make it was verse. a meter was a meter reason that is exactly the reason it was, so and then you just the, couldn't get it to fit it yep. functioning as a song was kind of always important too i guess right mm-hmm. where like that joke is funny it is funny you can't like if i'm singing fast and it doesn't like rhyme with something or it doesn't land with the song it doesn't work as a song yeah. joke yeah um and then, like, what would Blink-182 do was always a, is a good guideline, too. Yeah. So there's, like, several butt jokes and, like, dick jokes and stuff. Bro, always, uh, always, always happy with a butt joke. I, uh, yes. I don't know why, but I feel like I'm not supposed to enjoy this song as much as I do. <laughs> I feel like it's meant to be a fun and silly song, but those are the very reasons why I love it. Like, each time I listen... I'm making up my own little intro montage for like a cartoon or something. Like, awesome. and I also love the list of space related things. And I love that you, every time, every time you say Dippin' Dots, bro, I fucking lose my mind. That shit makes me laugh. Every Can I tell time. You, it's Dippin astronaut dots. food. It's the, it's the food yeah, of the future. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Can and I tell why? you, we agonized over that list too. That was like really? the last mm. thing we mm. were, cause mm. there were so many things that we could choose from. We were yeah. like, what's it going to be? What what do astronauts do? Like what do not astronauts because they're not astronauts. They're right. they're army they're guard, men. They're guardians. They're SD guardians. SD guardians. Yeah, we actually own Space Force now. Yep. Uh, the show's coming back. Not uh, with us no. as the theme song. I'm, I'm my fingers are crossed that there it at least maybe got big enough that there might be a reference. It did not. No, it did not. Okay. Hundred thousand on Facebook. Solid though. Hundred thousand on Facebook. Over a hundred thousand. That's a big number. That's solid. Uh, Not big enough maybe. to be on Netflix, though. That's true. Did, you said there's going to be a second season, though? There is, yes. It comes out in February. What you should do is when you know the... No, like, I'm not plugging them unless they plug us. It doesn't come out in February. <laughs> no, yeah. He no, is no, going to say that not, you should restart your tweet campaign. I should. When the hype around the show happens, and he's totally right. I should. So that, and then also, when they release like a trailer for the next one, just take out all the audio oh. and just re- put... The, the your guys's space force song over it and just blast the social medias with that. He's totally and people right. will be like, "Oh, is that what it's supposed to, is that this song goes with that?" Where the shot? And then just tell everyone to be like, "Hey Netflix, get your If we head get out sued for this, you have to pay. <laughs> <laughs> no, they what? would do a cease and desist first and we would yeah. not. We and would, then we, we would, would both cease and desist. Have, I don't know. <laughs> but see, if you get the cease and desist order, that bro, would be amazing. That's, that's extra content. Yes, like, right. That's just be like, yo, 
Netflix doesn't want to doesn't want you to hear this song. Bro. Oh, we could do an That's unboxing it, right? video for TikTok of our cease and desist order. <laughs> there you we go. We got a letter from Netflix. Is it our our big contract to be for the show? <laughs> that would be hilarious. To whom it may concern, like... please fucking stop doing this. Oh, this is exactly not what we thought it was. Oh. <laughs> anyway, here's the song. That'd be hilarious. I feel like Netflix would be. I feel like they're fun enough and they're cool enough that they would probably they would be like, yo. Hey, okay, the song's pretty good. We'll put it as the outro for like the first episode. Man, like, they'll well, no, it's no, already no, done. The letter would just be, be like, "Yo, bros, cease, desist, be cool." Come on, come no, on. it's just the whole letter just says, "Guys, come on, come on, come on, <laughs> come on." <laughs> it just says, "Come on." <laughs> That'd be really funny. Um, and then uh, uh, to boldly go and fuck shit up where no man's fucked shit up before. The laws of gravity and decency can't hold me anymore. We're the Space Force and it's totally hardcore. I have a hard time singing that line without smiling because yes. it's so good, you guys. It happens it's so, so fast, though, and I think people don't. Like, military yep. contractors were, like, sharing the song to each other on YouTube and stuff for, like, a couple weeks there. <laughs> and I was like, did you guys listen to the song? Like, whoosh, you guys listen. Did you? Are you sure? That somebody they, somebody was like, this would be a great recruitment tool. And I was like, yeah, but not don't. for you. <laughs> <laughs> we built right, a for wall a while, around the earth. At least your jobs are now secure. Yeah, somebody I mean, like, didn't you have that so on the nose. <laughs> yeah, like, it's uh, it's just ridiculous. That's yeah. it's The gravity man. and decency thing, I think, sneaks by because it happens kind of fast. It does. So I'm always excited when people get that one because I think that also is very oh funny. My God. I think it's amazing. I the, I love this song so much. And anytime I talk about you guys, <laughs> Space Force is one of the first songs I show them because I'm like, yo, just listen how fun this song is, okay? Let's just Start there and then we'll, just get, listen. we'll make you sad. Yes. <laughs> and then yeah, I please, go straight Please show into... them that and then dive into like the last two tracks off the new album and they'll be like, oh, this band isn't fun anymore at all. I did show my neighbor your the album because I was talking about you guys and she was oh, like, nice. well, what kind of what kind of music do they make? And I showed her Space Force and then I showed her, um, I think it was Air Quotes. Oh, and yeah. Okay. She was like, oh, like, wow, they really are good. And I'm like, I know, but nobody fucking listens to me. No, they, they really don't. <laughs> well, because you know, because you like know, uh, like, we I, I was at um, food service for 10 almost 11 years and DJ's still there you get a lot of um actually good like oh you're like actually right yeah good, it sounds actually good or like uh oh like I actually really for real enjoyed the show and like you can just enjoy it yeah you don't have to like which I'm glad you I mean I'm glad they like it instead of thinking right, you that don't sucks. you can compliment us though without implying that a pie looking at me you assumed that we'd be terrible <laughs> it's just because you it's just because it's like your co-workers band and like there's not a tactful way to say this but like most people's co-workers bands are not very good well I mean it's just like the statistically the amount of like your friends bands that are good are astronomically low there are more bad bands than there are good bands i'll say Correct. that um but it's also funny in the way that they word that to like oh you mean you're like actually good that's exactly yes yes tells me that most bands that you encounter you don't like but you tell them they're good anyway which is what you're not supposed to <laughs> yes, do yes because okay. then they're uh, just know, gonna keep doing the bad thing all right that is that is a wild perspective i had not considered i hadn't thought about that 
be honest with your friends, okay? If it's not good, tell them. That's so how like, they get hey, better. I think you need to practice a little bit more. Or <laughs> you put too many words in that in that little bar. You need to cut some of those off. It sounds too rushed. Okay, but that's on like us as like older musicians too. Because some chick who works and makes a sandwich next to you, she doesn't really have the like um uh un- like expertise and like right. vocabulary to communicate that to you. That is also Which true. she doesn't isn't supposed to. She's just supposed to like it or not like it. That's completely fine. She's good at something else. Right. And but that's like, that's the thing I get annoyed about is like saying like I don't like it is totally fine, but you're not going to yeah. say cuz cuz we can go watch a band and say okay, um you know, you guys need to like either you know, this section was too long compared to the rest of the songs. Mm-hmm. But, but that's pretty nuanced thing or like whatever or like you you need to repeat more lyrics so people understand what's going on in the song or some kind of you need of, like, in-ear monitor if you're going to sing cleans my that friend too, or you like, need in-ear or any other or like you guys need to hit your your pauses or like any right. other rehearsal type thing or song or anything somebody who works with you at applebee's does not know what you're that they don't know how to right. say that that's something that always like bothers me is because i do run into those people and they'll be like oh i don't like incubus and i'll be like Okay, well, why not? And they're just like, I don't like it. And like, what do you mean you don't like? What is it about it? Is it the voice? Is it the guitars? Do but you that's not generally like that they who use you're the making sitar? Music What's your deal? For right, and it's it's art. It's subjective. You don't have right. to always know why you don't like it. You also they like, that I don't know if I. I mean, I understand it. Right. But I mean, there there are definitely things that I like passed snap judgment on in my more judgmental days about music when I was younger. Like, okay, this sucks. Mm-hmm. That I've come back to and been like, it actually doesn't. This or doesn't it, suck. It merits a revisit because turns yeah. out the reason I thought it sucked was just because like my dad said it was cool and I was like, shut up, dad, you don't know. <laughs> I used to not listen to bands because the people that wore their merch I didn't like. Right. Yeah. So I'd be all... like, oh, asking Alexandria, you look like a loser. I'm not gonna fucking <laughs> listen to that band. <laughs> Sounds like that band sucks. <laughs> yeah. Man, imagine being you so heavy like that, that asking Alexandria is like. The pussy music. <laughs> that's like heavier than anything we like hug around with. And it's not, I know it's not that heavy, but like imagine that being like the soft stuff. Right. Oh my God. South Bend this is was, wild. This was 2008, okay? Uh, yeah, it, but <laughs> it's 2008 in the 574 or Michiana. Yeah. Where true. if you didn't get kicked in the face at the show, it was a bad day. Yeah, we're from the East Coast where they don't chug in like non oh, here we go. metal music. Here we go. Wait, did I. Did I know that? Did I know you I guys so. were? Yeah, we Wait. talked about it at length last time. Pennsylvania, Maryland, Maryland, close. Maryland, there. Maryland. I don't remember that. Yep, we're both from Maryland's Baltimore. barely even a state. You're Ooh. barely a state. I know, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like this big. No way. I'm, maybe I'm thinking of Delaware. Delaware That's is like much smaller big. than Maryland. Delaware is barely a state. Yeah. I am geographically illiterate, so I'm, they're also right by each other. I advocate. So. Um, oh, okay, or somebody. <laughs> Somebody was like, "Why doesn't? Why don't we just retake Delaware, put it back in Maryland?" And I was like, "Do you do you want Delaware? Can can you not do that?" Right. I was like, "I was. This is we're getting off topic now, but I was looking at the uh, a map. I was looking for something. I think I was looking at Newberry Comic Stores in on in the East Coast, and I was looking. They had some in New York, and I was looking at how New York is like laid out, and how there's like this fucking tail that just 
sifts off into the ocean right that's next long, to New Jersey. That's Long, Long Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're just like, oh no, this is also New York. Like, yeah. no, it's, it's not. Also it's also Brooklyn's detached. Park Trail, but yes. But that's yeah. because that's where people landed first. Like, when they made, that was the original New Amsterdam. Right, but then why not just make the part where, New like, York. New Jersey is right there? Why isn't that also New York? Who? Because who, they don't this, want it. Who makes up, who decided on the shapes of the old, states? Old people. That's a yeah. real question. Old, old uh, people in the white, past. White people. Did it? they design the shape, or was it just the shapes are convenient? I know they uh, changed. Well, some of them, I've heard some it's of postulated. Them, some of them are rivers, and then some of them were surveyed to be straight lines. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've heard it postulated that the, f- the funness of a state can be determined by how many curvy lines are on its border. That would be a river. <laughs> yeah, or I mean, like or like a lake. Yeah, man, okay, that's all it so is. The more straight edges, the lamer the state. Correct. Okay, have you, so have Indiana's you, well, that's not pretty, true because we've got three. everybody loves Colorado. That's, that's true. Colorado that's like one of the squarest square. states. Yeah. There the are exceptions. The squarest state. <laughs> that's true. There are exceptions. The Dakotas are still are quite square. Although I Bro. think one of the rivers goes up the side of the Dakotas. What shape is Iowa? Um it looks like a piggy bank with no legs. <laughs> the Mississippi River is the eastern border of Iowa, so it's got like a bulge and like it's kind of tubular with like a triangle on the front. I drove through Iowa once, and it was super boring. So were I have you, to. Were you picturing I, a piggy bank with no legs? I was not picturing a piggy bank. I was ex- I was picturing a square based on Daryl's theory. Uh, I actually one of my favorite venues in the country is in Davenport, Iowa, which is barely Iowa. You're a block from the Mississippi River, so you're like as close to Illinois as you can possibly be, but it's a great venue. Davenport doesn't sound like it belongs in Iowa. That sounds like it should be across the pond. See, it looks like a... Davenport. It looks like a piggy bank with no legs. There's the <laughs> oh, head. Oh, had to prove it. And here's the body. Yeah, we are looking at And the at legs Iowa. would come out here, and there's one. Dude, dude. Now I'm going to look at fucking you Iowa. You see what I'm saying? I, I do and I don't. I do in the sense that I'm looking at it. I don't in the sense that it... If it's like more stylized, that totally... Look at that. The, so I see the, the, the right side of Iowa, the eastern border, does look like the snout of a piggy Yeah, bank. and then here's like yeah. the two part where you put the money, and the back is rounded sometimes. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's close enough. You want to tell that apart? You want to tell Wyoming and Colorado apart? Come on. I always forget that Iowa is where it's at. For some reason, I always state. think... Well, that too. I always feel like it's higher up. But there's not much higher up. It's just Wisconsin and Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. When you said where it's at, I thought you meant like, I always forget how dope Iowa is. It's where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, what, uh, what's in there? What do I need to be checking out? That's in Iowa. I think I've played, uh, no, I've, it's I've just done the, the Slipknot concert that happens in Iowa anymore. <laughs> oh, God. I've done um, Davenport, and then I've actually have done uh, Sioux City as well on the other side. That's all the way on the west side oh, of boy. Iowa. Oh, boy. Yes, it is. That is remote. <laughs> that is remote that was a nice place too though um davenport has the redstone room which is like shout out redstone room one of the coolest venues like ever hey real quick yeah are you guys like on a time schedule because we're already at an hour and i haven't even talked about the album yet we let's are on a bit of a time let's schedule. let's talk yeah. about the album okay let's do it so uh uh before we get into the album i want i have one question in february you released the joke Yes. Um, yes. Why don't you guys record more acoustic stuff? Like, I love this song, and I love the way 
I love the way you guys sound in this song. <clears throat> Can me. I say it's because we don't like it? You don't like it? We, not I mean, the song. We like not the song. song. Yeah, the, it's acu- not that the we being don't. acoustic thing. We, we, oh, okay. we don't really... We just, I mean, we uh, we do a bunch of our writing on acoustics anyway. Yeah, that, that's just not how how we hear the songs generally. We don't want to force it. You know, the joke. I think we we always intended to be an acoustic song. The we joke were, was mm-hmm. written to be acoustic, um, but we also do we sit down and say like, let's write an acoustic song. Yes, because here's what was supposed to happen for the um, the singles that were in the middle of getting messed up when we saw you last. Mm-hmm. Um, which the songs weren't messed up. The release schedule got messed up because COVID happened and then because of that our guitar player found a job like in Atlanta and like so we went down to three guys and all that stuff um, mm-hmm. the joke was supposed to be the bonus track when we put them all together and sold a physical copy so yes we did say let's mm-hmm. write an acoustic mm-hmm. track so that when you bought the physical you got something from okay. it besides like a nice artwork packet we were going to do like we had a whole thing planned out um, that we then made its own release because it was done and we could record it quickly because mm-hmm. it's just one guitar for most of the song. Uh, and because you noticed we got into, you got to have something there for a while. Yeah. Need those buffers. Especially when there's no shows. Um, and then Space Force was a separate entity by itself. So we ended up doing, how many of this? There's five songs on streaming and a sixth on Bandcamp and the website, right? There's the three that actually came out from the run, Space Force and the Joke. So it was supposed to be a six-track EP with a bonus mm-hmm. track, which was the joke. We put out the first three, Floating Stone, Open Water, Emergency Scary Stories. Mm-hmm. Then COVID happened. So we didn't get to release Love No Medicine. Which we had that done, and we kind of thought we were only going to be locked up for a little while. Yep. Yeah. So we put it out like right when people yep. started lockdown, just as like, uh, here's here's four minutes of something new instead of watching the office again <laughs> right so we did we did put that out in limited it's not on streaming so we could probably come up with something for that too yeah we recorded dinosaur bones but then we got into the album stuff and then space force kind of took things in a different direction for us too mm-hmm. um so we didn't release dinosaur bones and then we did do a video for the joke yes so, so- there are are six out there now but they did not get released in the format that we thought and one of them is not what we've initially intended to release either um but the so we did the joke is acoustic on purpose we also do acoustic at christmas a lot oh, that's enough. true we because we, we did so f- on our christmas ep stop every one saves christmas there is an acoustic song but that one's two guitars and we both sing and then we just did a new, a new Christmas song this year, too. That's a acoustic. New, you guys write Christmas songs? Yeah. Yeah, we always write oh, yeah. Christmas songs, man. Uh, that's that's so interesting. How does what do we one have, go Wait, about how do you not writing? know? That's like a huge part of our thing. Listen, I I have a birthday in December, so and Christmas. I just, listen, I don't like December, so most of the time... If something is labeled as a Christmas song, I often will avoid it because I expect it to be very corny oh, man, and cheesy and awful. Oh, it is. And it is. <laughs> only, the, I mean, only the new one is. Yeah, the, the new one is intentionally like, well, honestly, it's not intentionally anything. I just wanted to write a straightforward love song that's not like a bunch of, bunch of dumb, high-minded metaphors or something. 
Right, and that uh, I did, I did, I did see that you guys wrote that it was like it was a love song yeah, for yes. somebody's wife. I could my DJ's. wife, my wife, my wife. But uh, but yeah. the rest of our Christmas stuff. There's a song where we battle a wizard to <laughs> save Christmas. There's a song about how we miss our families, but it's not too cheesy. There's a song about it's just a bunch of Christmas carols. We did medley. And then, medley. Um, There's a song about being emo at Christmas. Yeah. We did that last year. There's a video for it. Mm. That was supposed to be kind of that has the same tone as Space Force. It didn't catch on quite as much. I'll have maybe maybe now that the holidays are over, I will revisit. The, <laughs> you uh, should. I mean, yeah. The holiday I can send you. I can SDR. send you them in a folder again, so you can actually just sit there and listen to it and be like, oh, they really do write lots. It sounds like them, but so what's about that? Christmas. That's almost every year we put out like a new Christmas song. All right, I'll because it's you guys. I'll look into it, but normally I'm pretty. I don't. This year I was feeling kind of festive, and I was listening. To, there's only one Christmas album that I was listening to, and it's more of a joke. But it's like it's actually it's pretty good music. But it's a uh, Stephen Colbert's A Colbert Christmas. Oh my god! Nice. He he did this TV special in like 2007. Yeah, and I was really I into the Colbert Report yep. then, and I love that album. I just. I think Cole, I think Stephen Colbert has a good voice, so I was listening to that. But other than that, I don't really listen to Christmas music. I'm normally burned out by the time it get, Christmas comes around. Oh, okay, Fair. I'll shoot it. I'll shoot them over to you. All right, I will. I will. Uh, I will listen to it. I've been listening to. I'm honestly annoyed that I have to. I had to download a separate app to listen to the files of the new album because it's not anywhere convenient for me. Like. Uh, <laughs> Title or Spotify or anything like that, but wait, what? It doesn't play off your phone. No, it does, but I had to download like um a an uh, extra app because I disabled all the like Google presets, and I oh, think oh, it oh. would have played okay. on Google. It would because those music, are just MP3. I just sent you MP3s. That should play in like everything. Yeah, I just I disable a lot when you get a new phone. It comes with a lot of shit that you don't need, so Correct. I disable and delete a lot okay. of stuff. So. Um, but speaking of the new album, let's get yeah. into it. Yes. Okay. Heavy Love. Heavy Love. Um, opening track, Hold It Over Me. Yes, Hold It Over right? Me. Right? So, Such Heavy Love, Will You Hold It Over Me? I'm not willing to get into it, but for some reason this lyric makes me think of subs and doms. That's not what this <laughs> song is about, is it? No. No, it is oh. not. Damn. But that's going in the bank of things that people thought our songs were <laughs> It'd about. It'd been way sexier if it was. Yeah, <laughs> it is not about that. Sorry, I had to take a swig of my bitch juice. Uh, tell me more about uh, "Hold It Over Me." Uh, well, it took me like four shots to come up with that chorus. Like total oh, yeah. frame up rebuilds on my original idea. I forgot we did that. The whole theme of this album is we rewrote everything like eighteen thousand times. <laughs> this one actually Good old quarantine. You know, they say that uh a camel is a horse designed by committee. And have you heard that saying before? You're looking at Who me says like that? that? Uh they do. I don't know. It's <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't make it up. Because it's like a I've worse, never heard that, like but I, b- I believe you. Yeah, you, you, I, you know, I don't have to explain what that means. You, you understand what I'm saying when I say a camel is a horse designed by committee. Like a bunch of people got together and made this idea, and that's why it looks so wonky. Is that? Well, what, it's, that what yeah, it's like? not. It's not what they set out to design. It's a weirder version of what they set oh, out to okay. design because okay. everyone had equal input. Yep. 
And that's uh, fair. Okay. This song, we had several iterations that were quite the camel. <laughs> I kind of forget that because the current version is actually is it's fairly slick. Tight. It's very smooth. There, there is honestly at least another the same length of music worth of music of another song that is not in this that we wrote really? like four. So it. the song wasn't ten minutes, but like. We wrote so much stuff to try and make the song work that mm-hmm. we could probably write another five-minute song with all the other stuff that we came up with for this song. But it well, wouldn't work. Well, looky there. Now you've got a uh, part two for "Hold It Over." Some of it got repurposed. Released. So the um, oh, that works. Oh no! Some of this was repurposed from "Love No Medicine." Yeah, yeah, oh the, my god! The pre-chorus from "Hold It Over Me" was at one point the pre-chorus in "Love No Medicine." Just the music, not the lyrics. Yeah. Uh, no. But yeah, I mean, we we have a whole big island of misfit ideas. Yes, we do. Oh, thank you so much for using that terminology. I also yeah. use a land of misfit toys um, <laughs> as a derogatory term. Nobody ever gets it. They're it's, just like, what? Some Christmas it. spirit you got right there. Like, what do you mean? You don't, the land of misfit toys? That's whatever. Um, <clears throat> uh, you might be enough to ease my mind as a lyric from this song. Um, and I really enjoy the sentiment because... It has a very honest weight to it. Like, I personally tend to overanalyze things, and this reads as very genuine to me. Okay. Maybe I'm projecting, but I feel uh, a real vulnerability to the lyric that, the lyric, you might be enough to ease my mind. Hey, it means, means what it means to you, brother. It is, Ooh, it is vulnerable, though. It means what it right? means to you, unless you think it's about subs and doms, in which case it does not mean what it means to you. <laughs> I don't want to ruin this moment. Isn't it, it might be enough to ease my mind? Yes, that, is a, that, whole, that whole first half of the chorus is one concise thought. Such heavy love, do you hold it over me this time? Is that enough? Because it might be enough to ease my mind. It might be enough to ease my mind. Like, if you held it over me. It's still vulnerable, though. It is still vulnerable. I mean, you, can, you can feel the same way about it still. Right, I mean, it still has that... It seems like it's, you know, uncertain. Like there's, there's the, it sounds like you want it to be that, but you're also aware of the possibility that there's always a possibility that it might not be that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, you know, there, right. there's a certain level of anxiety being dealt with in those there it lyrics. Is. That's the word. Yeah. It's, it is meant to be like cautiously optimistic, but kind of in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Where it's like you should, and be this is the high the, point of the record. Yeah, from that standpoint, <laughs> the and then it all goes downhill. It's all from there. downhill from here. Yeah. <laughs> it really, it really, really is, though. <laughs> um. Well, then let's let's move it on down to <laughs> idiots. Smokes, <laughs> smokestack shrieking. Um. So I've listened to this song probably like forty times, and I've been trying to piece together oh my God. like the story, right? Uh-huh. Is this is this song about a dream? No, no. It's ex- it's actually extremely autobiographical. Okay, it works on two levels. Let's see if I get this right because DJ read all the lyrics. Okay, here is the information that you are lacking to make this song make sense. All right, DJ's day job is east of his house. Okay, so when he returns home, his house is west of his day job. Big picture, Maryland, where we're from is also east of here. And when you return here from there, you are also heading west. Oh, so now it's sad. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Did I, that was correct, right? Yeah, that it is works correct. On, yeah. Oh, now it's sad. But that, uh, this comes down to the thing like, do I want to know 
like the logistics of the song or do I want to have my own interpretation of the song, right? Right. Part so, of me also always wants the real answer. You can still do both. Some, yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I, I will be very guarded with the specifics I give you because I am firmly in the camp that, as I said to you earlier, it means what it means to you. Right. That's so fair. We can, I, I we can have that conversation. give you the line-by-line line breakdown of what I'm saying, mm-hmm. but I won't because then you won't get as much enjoyment out of it long-term because it, it'll mean to you what it means to me, and right. that's not what it's designed to do. Was that too right. much information that I gave away there? No. Okay. Oh, I thought you were that does make at... the, That does make the song... I mean, it makes it work more yes, if you yes. understand that. Yeah. I, I thought you were looking at me asking. I was like, I don't know. I was asking you too. I was <laughs> I asking you too. You. <laughs> I was asking you too because I mean we can we can I don't want to ruin the songs for you even though you're interviewing us about them eh, like I want you to like them too still I already like them that's why you're that's why I'm talking to you okay that's a good point <laughs> right <laughs> yeah um, so and then I had a question is this well I guess I could have I could answer this question myself but for the listener would you say that is this the most intric- intricate song on the record. I, I would imitate the guitar parts, but I think that would be silly. <laughs> Please imitate the guitar parts. You know what? I knew you would answer that. Yeah, I knew you would say that, and I wrote down what I think the guitar parts sound like. So I got it, dude. I gotta hear this. <laughs> it still goes. Uh, it says "Boodly do, dooty doodly do, boodly do, dooty do, doodly do." Is that right? Oh my god. Is that close? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh my god, dude, you don't know. I so before this, I was like writing this stuff down, and I was listening to that part over and over. I'm like, how would I write phonetically what that guitar part sounds like? Boodly doo doo It's really hard. It's really hard to write. Yeah, man, try playing the stupid thing. <laughs> uh, we yeah. were talking about. We were ta- so okay. So you answer your question first, because I'm interested to see what you think about. Your question. Um, so here's why I'm always hesitant to say that because as a vocalist, I often get lost in the vocals and I and the, the other instruments just become like background noise. Right. I hear the vocals as an instrument and that's the one I focus on. So a lot of the times, unless the guitar part is like super um, prominent or if it's like really intricate or something like that, then I'll pay attention to it. But most of the time I'm listening to vocals. I think that it is from what I can recall, but I'm as as not being someone who is a musician who is not a guitar player, I don't know just because it sounds intricate doesn't mean it actually is, you know. It it is. It, it is. definitely is. Uh, we we were discussing earlier today actually if that's the hardest one Mm-hmm. on the album or in our repertoire right now. And there are moments throughout the set or throughout the album that we all push ourselves individually yeah. on, but I would say for from like taking a step back and looking at the whole thing, like all of us together making textures and stuff, you know how you make a song. Mm-hmm. Uh yes, it's probably the most technical on the album. Because we do the most, you know, we do the counting stuff that we like to do, but the we count, do some the, of the jazz the chord stuff, stuff we like to do. Yeah. But only a little bit of that. But kind of a lot, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, it's this, it, sorry. this a weird question, too. Like, because we can, we can perform this song, but it's seems more difficult than some of the stuff off the last album. 
and some of them that we really couldn't play very well. Right. We like pushed ourselves. <laughs> so to to toot our own horn, I guess we like we do try to practice and like get better at our instruments mm-hmm. and like our craft. Um. So I guess hopefully we did that. If like we wrote a song that is harder, but we can play it better <laughs> than songs that weren't some of the. It's also hard for me because I'm singing and playing bass at the same time. So sometimes something that is not that difficult when you put them together starts to become very difficult. Oh yeah, no, I uh I learned that real quick that playing the three chords of uh was it Tom Petty's uh Free Fallen oh, yeah. and trying to sing the words that I've sung for the last 15 years of my life. And trying to do those both at the same time, I screw both of them up. Yeah, that can happen quickly. Um, and it's not like we're super a technical band or anything. But that is a different challenge than just, is this part hard to play or not? Right. Because maybe the notes kind of clash against my bass part, or like mm-hmm. the rhythms are really different or something. Or it can be a big picture thing like, uh, from a set standpoint, like I have to do something in really engaging with the crowd but then be mentally prepared to start like a difficult song or something and right. then run around a bunch and then I have to start singing. No, yeah, that's uh, that's always something I'm always impressed by uh, with your stage presence is that you play, sing, engage the audience and you're very animated on stage. And I'm like, this dude is just strung out. Is this he okay? All over the place. But I, I saw somebody it. do cocaine one time. You saw it? Yeah, I saw wow. that. That's my cool that? drugs story. <laughs> I, ins- I aspired. I, I that watched what, that yeah. dude do cocaine, did, and that's and what I, I like, aspire what my I wanna, stage presence to be. And in that yeah. moment, I was like, mm, not for me. But. <laughs> <laughs> not for me. Maybe not. Yeah. Um, well, thanks, man. I'm glad you aren't totally put off by the, uh, that. But you see what, what I mean? It's not like... Story? Some of no, it is his, like... His, no, the uh, the stage presence he's modeled after his cocaine yeah. story. I um, like, listen, if I'm paying a ticket to see a show, I like to see one. You I don't want to be, see yeah, you. Yeah, you better exactly. be doing something. That yeah. is exactly right. I don't want to see you perform, just play the songs that I could just listen to in my car. Like, yep. I came here for you to put on a show for me. That's what I want. And that's you guys nail that every and time. We do. We do. Oh, that's good. Even when you are sick with a lung infection. <laughs> DJ that almost was died me last show. time. That was the last time we I saw were together. You. That was extremely and bad. I want to tell you, um, so I listened to that set. That was like the first time you'd played the record. Yeah. And then you sent me the record and I listened to it. And you, even being sick, you guys sounded amazing. Thanks. Oh, thanks, man. You're welcome. That was not our best work on no, that. But it was a stressful. feel very good. It was a stressful week because we, like, we had to cancel the show the night before. Mm-hmm. And I think we skipped practice because you were sick and we're trying to get better yeah. and like and then you got to the venue and then found the venue out it was, was a smoking, smoking venue. <laughs> and dj had yeah that's that's where you want to go when you have bronchitis i think i mm-hmm. spent at least three quarters of the night either in the bathroom or andy's truck yeah. trying to avoid the smoke which is like that's not what i like to do that's at shows. Fun and like, when we're playing right. shows i like to be at the shows like seeing right, the bands right. and talking to people and we'll get you not in the hiding behind too. our table being like don't fucking talk to me i have the plague all right, so now, take two. We're back. Air quotes. Air quotes, here we go. Air quotes. Now, I'm curious as to the expression of seeing air quotes around everything. I think I have an idea, but I'm curious as to the originator, originator's thoughts. Sure. 
So I have to give you a little bit of context on the whole song. A lot okay. of what I'm pulling from, uh, there is a novella by C.S. Lewis called The Great Divorce, where he kind of conceptualizes heaven and hell as like this gray, dreary town. Okay. And people are just moving further and further away from each other because society doesn't function down there. That's hell. And then you try and basically Sounds climb like this hill up into That is actually, I didn't know that part. And that actually is a big metaphor on the whole album. Yeah. I just learned yeah. that right now as well. Oh, you yeah. are not wrong. Oh, that is, we're all learning things. That is intentional hmm. to go with the themes of the album. I did not know Interesting. that. Interesting. Yes. Anyway. Uh, uh, and basically, the stories of the, the speaker who is C.S. Lewis in this scenario. Mm-hmm. trying to go up the hill into heaven and he's not solid he's not corporeal he's basically a ghost so grass cuts his not cuts but goes through his feet and it hurts like climbing Ugh. up the hill and, and and facing your faults and stuff hurts Ugh. uh and the chapter we're borrowing most of the source material for this song from uh basically a guy has died and he's on his way to heaven and he, his, his wife comes down to meet him and she's like this being that has been accepted by the Lord or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is being dragged around by a tragedian, a, a tragic actor, or like, you know, the, you know, the sad and the smiling masks, you know, for the oh, yes. theater. The, uh, the frowny face names. one. Yes. What do... Th- oh... I'm not going to continue. I'll, yeah. I know what that name is. Right. Um, so basically the tragedian is like dragging him around, doing all his speaking for him. And the message sort of has to do with him using, like he basically gaslit her. He he used self-deprecation and like that, that type of attitude as a weapon mm-hmm. against her in life. And so... That chorus, if I'm thinking correctly, if I'm remembering correctly, is supposed to be... Because I shift speakers a lot in that song with no mm-hmm. no indication, right? It's just you and I are different people throughout the song. Right. Uh, and I think that is him speaking in the chorus, saying like... Or wait, hang on. I, thought I might have just talked myself in a circle. Melpomene and Thalia are the name, or I think the, at least the inspirations for the happy and sad mask. Oh, okay. That's, that's a fun thing to do. I know. only know that because I looked it up to write a song one time. Yeah, the air, the air quotes around everything mm-hmm. line is meant to also kind of recontextualize once you've heard the whole album, right? So when you get into like the last two tracks where we're dealing with like people who are basing their entire belief systems around provable falsehoods and stuff <laughs> yeah uh, that is meant to recontextualize the air quotes line as well C- to me I felt like it was a like a it was a very uh, what's the word I want to use not inspiration it was a very clever way I thought to say that somebody doesn't believe anything right that, they're like eh, it's, it's, it is uh, doesn't believe anything doesn't take anything seriously right it's like everything is like a grain of salt you know yeah and like, there are there oh, okay yeah you're a writer absolutes. yeah gotcha. there are absolutes yeah. in this world that do not need to interpretation you know 
Hmm. I like that. I uh, I also there was another line in that song. Uh, the fact there's a that lot of lines in that song. There are a lot. <laughs> I had of to lines memorize an ass ton of lyrics for this record. <laughs> this song is a big offender. It was a was a it was a how yes. do you how do you memorize songs? Bad, I always badly. Badly. <laughs> yes. When, poorly. The thing that I always did to help me memorize was to write out the lyrics. So like, oh, if smart. I would reading the lyrics, singing the lyrics, and then also rewriting because I think there's like an actual that's real yeah biohack that if you write it, it helps like it literally writes it into your brain yeah. so you memorize it. That's why I, I do know that because I'm terrible curse at school m- memorizing our lyrics. That a lot. <laughs> um, the fact that this is where I am does not mean I belong here. I was surprised by that lyric because I was as I was more so expecting like a pop punk song and not necessarily like a philosophical right. like lecture. I well, you know which band this is, right? Uh, some th- the SDRians. Yeah, the, yeah, okay. Yeah. So yeah, you, welcome to the philosophy lecture, <laughs> bro. I'm here for it. You want to talk about Alan Watts? I'll talk Alan Watts all night. Um, but my question about that lyric is uh. Where is it that you belong, guys? So the in the in the metaphor of the song, mm-hmm. I'm I'm a person who is in in hell in the gray town who is like this isn't where I need to be. I need to be up there. I need to be up the hill, but they can't get there. Like that's the <clears> attitude <throat> that's keeping them down, and that's what keeps them moving further and further away from each other. Is like I'm not that type of person. I'm a good person. I'm going to go be a good person over there by myself since there's no good people over here that is a solid answer but unfortunately that is not the one i was looking for the correct answer was in my arms oh better luck next time (laughs) we'll be right back so a snake a snake leonard cohen yes it's back. Um, it's back. The redo. And better than I, ever. I wish, Is there a way to say redo that sounds like it looks when it's spelled R-E-D-U-X? Because to me, redo oh. sounds way more boring than what redux reads like. I have no idea. Did that make sense? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, Chris, I just want you to know I love your voice, okay? Oh, thank um, you. This redux, I'm going to say it like that, <laughs> really encapsulates your clean vocals. And that's why I was like, oh, why don't you guys do more acoustic stuff? Because I uh, think it sounds really great. Okay. Uh, we did go. sound great. We did go line by line. Uh, like, even not, like, obviously in the studio, but even mm-hmm. practicing this song, we literally went, like, line by line in my house. And we're like, what is the delivery we want for basically every, I mean, yeah, it's it's yeah. a lot of exposed vocals, so we wanted to mm-hmm. fine tooth comb it and make sure that we got everything. You know, we got everything across. Everything's got to be right on. There's no margin for error because yeah. there's no gainy guitar and clangy bass right. and loud cymbals Nothing to, to hide cover behind up. Yeah. Nope. Blend with, yeah. And some of it, like when there's like some of those verses, kind of build up. I have a little bit of swell when you're doing mm-hmm. that separately. Like you, tr- you only do one line at a time, and you're like, okay, was that good? You can lose that context really fast. Right, it doesn't yeah. breathe the way it does when we play it together. Yeah, so we had to go through and be like, okay, this is like you know, 
20 percent yeah. intensity and this we one to like, manufacture something that we do naturally yeah oh that's like like, de- like deconstruct it and be able to do it artificially even to capture what we're doing naturally right the that's ebb heavy. and flow of live performance hmm I felt like this track had a real interesting dance between like feelings of gloom and optimism. Like the That's right. It was very <laughs> That's I don't mean to laugh at you. I thought you were gonna do a dance. <laughs> Me? You thought I was gonna do well you think I was gonna like do a crap like, dance. I feel like this track has a real interesting dance and you were like moving and I was like, Yes, I am here for this. <laughs> I wanna know how you dance yeah. to Leonard Cohen. Uh, I'm sorry. I hope, but like, I'm sorry. I shouldn't this is a No, you're good. It was thing. It was an interesting, I don't know if it was like purposeful or maybe that's just how I'm interpreting it. But like, as you said, at the beginning of the, 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 the album starts up and then just goes all downhill. It I felt like this does. song was like really sad, but like the, the instrumentation had like a levity to it that almost like. It was like the the instruments and the the lyrics and like the tone of your vocals was contradictory to one another, and I thought that was really interesting because I it, it goes really well together, and it wasn't until like the very end where everything crescendos together, right? And then right. then it's got that like then it's to me it felt like it was very more so optimistic. At least that was the sound of it to me. So it kind of, that is vaguely intentional. We wrote the song a long time ago, so it's hard for me to speak specifically mm-hmm. onto what we were thinking then, but... That's from your first record, right? Second. That was second, from yeah, Part yeah. of the Hole. Yeah. Uh, or no, Part of the Hole was the first record. It was from Smoke Signals. Uh, yeah. So if uh, if Hold It Over Me was cautiously optimistic, in a but kind of in a bad way, mm-hmm. this is meant to be kind of the opposite of like like the the infinite potential of rock bottom Mm, infinite potential of rock bottom that's a fucking album name right there they wouldn't let me call this one nice boys white noise (laughs) (laughs) i see you laughing because you know that's a better name than heavy oh my god (laughs) nice boys white noise uh i'm also laughing because i just spent all of december guesting on a podcast called the nice boys Oh, nice. Oh, nice. And I was well, like, nice oh, boys. nice boys. Um, that's funny. The infinite, what'd you say it was? The infinite, uh, the infinite potential of rock bottom. Oh, dude, that's fucking, that's right. hard. That's only you. track four of six. Hey, do you guys want to start a post-hardcore band and that'll be the name yeah. of the album? Yeah, heck yeah. That is a good post-hardcore album name. That's um, actually, there was, uh, what song is it? Um, it is, oh, it's Aftermath that I have. Yes, that you is fuck, you're your fucking hard vocal, well, not hard vocals, but your screams, bro, they're pretty good. Yeah. Oh, thanks, he's, man. He's got that. That's from that's yeah. from that's from back in the day in our screamo band. <laughs> no, I know, I fall. hear it, and I'm like, oh shit. Um. Also, uh, Chris, we we kind of talked about this, but I didn't want to go into it in like Messenger. But whose whose idea was it to add the strings to Leonard Cohen? Uh, that would be me. And Very, uh, that was a dream we had for a long time. Yes. Yeah. I felt like the full instrumentation at the end is like literally epic. Like I know in your, you were like, what'd you think of the strings? And I was like, I have words about that. And you thought I was <laughs> implying that I didn't like them, but I was like, no, sir. It is in fact the opposite. I think the instrumentation with those strings is literally epic. 
And I mean that definitively, (laughs) not in just a millennial vernacular way. (laughs) Definitive epic. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm excited about it. It's one of those things where if it like works really, really well, people probably aren't going to comment on it that much because it's working. Mm -hmm. And I'll be really bummed out. Because I did spend a lot of time on it and like I want it to be really good. We got what we wanted. I think it's really great. It's very... It's... This isn't... This is only for me, right? (laughs) But the the journey that that song takes me on makes me want to drop acid to it because I know it'll be like a big relief. I will get something out of the the crescendo that happens in that song. Okay. Because it's just a journey, man. That's, it, I know it, that. And it's a big ramp. Yes. It's Wait, a oh, big... Yeah, yeah, Kind of reminds me, not kind of reminds me sonically, but in the journey that it is, it's very like a Jefferson Airplane, White Rabbit. Oh, okay, okay. Huh. I was worried you were going to say Coldplay Fix You. Oh, no. I was not going to say that, but I do like that song. Please don't me make too. it sound like Coldplay. Hey, you know, do you guys hear the good news, though? Are they not They're quitting anymore? in like four years or something? <laughs> what kind of announcement is that? Man, that is, just, right. that is just to sell tickets. We that think is crap. in four years we're going to be tired of this. No, did, did you see that? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. He said no more Coldplay after 2025. Yep. Jesus. He announced like... Well, me without you is supposed thing. to break up in 2020, but I'm going to see him on Sunday because yeah, their, their breakup tour kept getting pushed that's back. Different right. Than, yeah, that's... Poor guys are supposed to not be a band anymore, and the universe keeps making them still be a band. I say good on you, universe. <laughs> Thanks, universe. I we like appreciate you making these people suffer doing the thing they don't want to do anymore. No, it's for all right. <laughs> it's for me. <laughs> um, And then next we've got on the album is Aftermath. Yes. Da, 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 da. What if that yeah. was how I introduced each song? It was just a small... <laughs> snippet of me humming the song that was really the vocal yeah, line. put that, that in, really in the post. line though he's right put that in <laughs> um that. so i love the layered chorus to the song right what's gone and what's gone so i want to know when did you guys write this song because to me i don't it's it's just me i hear that i read that lyric hear that lyric and i th- immediately think of like quarantine like the things that were taken away, and then things kind of went back to normal, but a lot of things didn't come with, right? It was like a big shift in like the world and how right, right. some restaurants didn't stay up, some venues didn't stay, some bands didn't make it. Correct. Through. Like it when like all when the did bands the, in our area? Right. Yeah, yeah. We um, had, we had quite a few die too. Should I tell? Should I? T- I mean, it's in like the lyrics. Yeah. Online. It's not like a secret. Um, let me say the right thing here. So that is what that's referencing, yeah. but it is referencing, um, oh crap, I don't have lyrics on this phone. It changes. That's another one. This phone? So it's, the speaker I got changes. a new phone recently. Um, oh. I have it. Hang on. The, the, that's the quotation marks line though. It is. So the, I hear you scream is me mm-hmm. hearing them scream last year. It's just an artifact. What's going on? What's coming back? So that's somebody else. We're reacting to people who. Uh, we're being big crybabies is what's happening here right so them saying last year's just an artifact what's gone and what's coming back uh, is referencing something different than the second time we say it after sift through all the aftermath what's actually gone and what's yeah. actually coming back mm, so okay. the, the the first time is like 
the perceived oppression of people who are mildly inconvenienced. Right. What's gone is our freedoms, and what's coming back is probably also our freedoms. You're telling me I can't go inside Taco Bell? This is a damn travesty. That would be exactly what he's referencing. Exactly. And then the second time is saying that, like... Right. What's gone is most of the things that I felt like I valued, and what's coming back is fucking COVID. Yeah. That is absolutely tragic. Remember we said what we, is something, remember we said it starts high and goes down? Yeah, you know, I'm starting to regret asking you guys to do this. I'm just getting sadder <laughs> yeah. and sadder. I uh, just out of curiosity, uh, that part, that description made me think of something. What is something that you picked up during quarantine that wasn't a part of your, like, wasn't a thing you did before Pandy? But now, post pandy is now something me. that you do. Yoga? It's yoga, yeah. That's cool. That's I mean, that's a cool thing that you got into. It's super healthy for you too. Yeah, I, mo- I just taking taking better care of myself and like mm-hmm. my body in general is something that I started doing. That more more I think was a coincidence. Yoga specifically, I got into because we were locked at home, and that was like the main way of exercising when you don't right. have free weights or a treadmill. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my wife and I hike a lot as well, but that was something that we had been getting into prior to that. But outside oh, yeah. being the only place you could go caused us to get way more into it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Chris, what's your weird, what's your, not weird I thing? Didn't. Sorry, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't add anything, dude. I just doubled down on my practice regimen. Got a dog. Oh, look at that's you. That's way later. The dog's yeah, only like three months around here. I, uh... The pandemic literally pushed me into going to the dispensaries. <laughs> I'd never been. We oh, wow. even looked that. into it. It's really and close then, to you, though, because you're like right it, next to Michigan. Yeah. It, yes, it was. And that's the uh, that's another reason why I went and did it. I'm like, bro, it's 15 minutes away. Why not? And if I did do it, it would just be where it's legal and nowhere else. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, I'll, I will say that I am a user of medicines because that's what it is. I use it as medicine. I don't use it to whatever. But that's none of your business. It's my body. I can put into it whatever yeah. I want. Yeah, this is America. Yeah, bodily autonomy. Yeah. Um, this is getting very. This is getting too Green Day for me. Right. <laughs> it, it's yeah. Yes. I already mentioned your screams. Uh, yes, thank you. I'm excited about those and the strings because I went to music school, but also I was in a screamo band. <laughs> so I arranged Bro, strings there, for the album, and then I did screams on the album. Are there recordings of this screamo band? Yeah. Yeah, there are. Are they good? No. Oh well, that's probably to be expected if it's early two thousands. We did it for like fifty bucks in two thousand and five. Man, I still want to hear it though. I, okay, yeah, we will I, send I want to hear this. I'll send you all the Christmas stuff and all of yeah, this. We'll send you this. our pure volume link. <laughs> I'm getting the, the he's whole got the direct, He's got the direct file or link. Oh my god! Yeah, we've got all recordings right. of the two of us back to two thousand and three. Oh my goodness! Hell yep. yeah! That was well. All right. Anyways. Uh, Shadows in the Cave. Shadows. Last track on the album. It goes okay. right into it. So I think I had told you, uh, we were messaging about, this song has my favorite vocal melody of the whole record, right? The, uh, ow. What was it that I, <laughs> uh. Oh, that highest thing that I'm glad I never have to sing again in my entire life. Yeah, yeah, because then you were like, uh, I think you described it as hard as shit to sing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes that went down a whole step to perform. We're playing that tuned down. Tuned down. Um. So, uh, what was the inspiration behind this track? Um, uh, obviously, as we've talked about, it definitely wasn't, well, it might have been too much slander and, and not enough pandering. 
There's a ton of slander in on this. Um, yes. Good, good bit of slander in. Oof. Uh, the inspiration for this track was basically almost half of society spent an entire year telling me that my profession didn't matter as much mm-hmm. as them getting sandwiches mattered and that for all they cared, my family could die and so could I, uh, and that I should just keep going to work and making them sandwiches until yep. that happened. Yeah, uh, Daryl, I'm hungry. It Who's going to make me my sandwich? It, it might be difficult to swallow, but I took issue with that. I said, no, I want my family to live, uh, and I would like to keep doing my profession because I have value as a human being outside of my sandwich-like contributions to society. Uh, and... Yeah, that's dear, basically I don't care about that. Okay, I want a turkey, Tom, and I right. want it now. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you thought yeah, you thought I came here to talk about music? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. This is all just a build for you to be like, now make me a sandwich. Get back to the thing you're good at. Now, now make me a sandwich and don't put any tomatoes on it. <laughs> now eat your vegetables, Chris. That is a eat a fruit. That is a very so basically this whole it's. It sounds like thematically, you said it starts from here, starts up here, mm-hmm. goes down. Yeah. It's very much like, um, I mean, 2020 in general. Like, yeah. we had such high hopes and then it just got worse and worse. But then yeah. I would also say that it applies to 2021. Oh, yeah. I expected things to get, like, go back to normal and it's just still been kind of a slow beat, bleed. You know, Betty White died, fucking Joey Jordison died. Alexi Leo died from Chiller Boat. Like, everybody was dying. I couldn't go to any concerts. Ugh, it was just tragic. Yeah, it's yeah. tough out there. It do be hard out there. It do be like that. There's a... And and if people don't listen to the podcast, which they should, everyone should, obviously, but if they don't, like, and they're dumb, they're, like, you can read it individually, the songs, a lot of them can be how people think of songs normally, like, oh, it's about a relationship or... Something like that. And and you could even apply that to the album overall, too. This was not our express intent, but like if, mm-hmm. if you don't read into what we're talking about right now, you could even say, like, uh, you know, it starts off really good, and then you find out all this information about people, and they, like, reveal things about themselves, like happened in society, too, like we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of goes down into, like, a dark place. Not all the time, but sometimes that does happen to people. And so they might yeah. interpret it that way, which I think is cool about it, too. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, well, I think that is everything I had about the album. I mean, I would love to talk to you. You guys went down to Texas, right? We're going uh, this week. We're going next week, yeah. Oh, that's next week. Yes. Yeah, I oh. swear that I worded that post correctly and put the right dates on there, but you're like the third person who's asked me how Texas was. Yeah, I thought you guys already went. Did I put the wrong dates on there? I don't think so. It says January. I don't know. Uh <laughs> Listen, I'm like freaking I, out now. You're like literally like the third person since I've been back from the holidays, like from Maryland, to be like, mm-hmm. how was it in Texas? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know yet. I haven't left yet. I mean, it's very, I have this very bad habit of reading something and thinking that it is like now or imminent instead of being like, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but. It is now imminent. It's it next is imminent week. It now, is, yeah. <laughs> it is now imminent. Well, um. I'm excited for you guys to get Thanks, out of dude. this blistering cold weather. How'd you yeah. guys how'd you guys set up a thing in Texas? Do you guys like our, know our manager did there? that? That was our manager. Ooh. 
That's cool. The regional, the Texas. regional stuff we usually handle that, and then anything further afield, it's nice to have somebody in your corner. Yeah, that is absolutely true. Um, well, boys, it's been super great talking to you. I know you guys got to get out of here. Indeed. We we got sidetracked talking about Spotify and the rights of streaming. <laughs> that stuff is what happened. Beginning. But that's okay. I uh, tell the people where they can find and follow everything that is Stop Drop Rewind. Yeah, please do that. StopDropRewind.com has all of our shows and our web store and stuff. And with that Spotify conversation, purchasing anything directly from artists is the best way to support them right now. True. Uh, you can all find us on all your socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's at Stop Drop Rewind or Facebook.com slash Stop Drop Rewind. And uh, also on the talk. I am at S-D-R-K-L-O. And I am at D-J-C-S-D-R. Yes, he is. And really of course, like acronyms. anywhere you stream music, Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube Music, Tidal, TikTok Sounds, anything like that, our music is on there as well. Find it, share it, love it. Yep. Find it, love it, then share it. Doesn't I, matter I what order know. after finding any it. order you want to do it. You can share it, and then you, you can, can share it, it, and you can love it, and you can share your love of it. Beautiful. Wow. Now the last thing that we like to do here on the show is, uh, what have you been listening to lately? Oh, I thought we did that at the top. Yeah, we did that with our pets albums of the year. Uh, it has oh, been a lot of uh, something heavy by you, me, and everyone we know. From me, it's a great album. Uh, new from them. We've we've known them a long time. I've uh, been listening to that. I found an old Aquabats album in my car from 1999 that is f- very fucking weird that I have been <laughs> playing a lot of. Uh, I said Origami Angel, the new album, Gami Gang, which is true. The new Meet Me at the Altar EP is amazing. Um, I've also been listening to a lot of Seal. <laughs> Baby! I can tell you to no, a no, kiss, a kiss from, yep. from a rose, rose on the grave. Uh, Ooh! And then uh, you guys should cover that song. <laughs> we haven't the time. Here we go. Don't we do just it. had this fucking conversation with somebody else. Don't uh, do it. Anyway, anyway. And then um, in jazz world, I've been listening to something, but I don't remember what it was. <laughs> if fine. I looked at my list of stuff, it would be on there, but I don't remember right now. That's all right. I have to pee urgently, so there's all right. a, That's why I'm not going to look up my list. Those are all I, good. Uh, episodes, so. I've been listening to, uh, today, I listened to some Bullet for My Valentine, some nice. Daphne Loves Derby, wow. some uh, Feeder to the Sharks, some In Flames, and what else did I listen to today? I oh, yeah, I listened to this Daphne band Loves called- Derby since 2006. Go I on. haven't heard anybody say that either. I know. Well, I, uh, in all honesty, I didn't know about them in 2006. I found out about them last year when they got their first album pressed to vinyl. Oh, my God. And I saw it, and I was like, what? oh, that looks cool. And I was like, what it era is, cool. is this from? And then somebody was like, oh, dude, I used to listen to this all the time when I was in high school. And I'm like, yep. like two th- early 2000s, and I looked it up, loved it. Golden so I've been age. on like a real. What would you call that That like genre? Is it? Emo. Okay, that's yeah. that's what I would that's what I thought. But I've been getting really insecure about what I've been labeling emo as of late and I'm Only like, Captain Jazz is emo. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, that's what I've been listening to. Um listener, you know where to find us. We're everywhere. Podcasts are streamed. Facebook. You can find us on Facebook at Toon Junkies Podcast, on Instagram, Toon Junkies Pod. 
If you'd like to reach me, you can leave me alone. But if you must be involved with my life, you can find me on Instagram at Chris and Kitty or on TikTok at DatBoyPit6. <laughs> now, boys, it's always fun talking to you, and I can't wait to see you yesterday as of this comes out because I will be at your show. Grant, oh, nice. As long as, the, as long as there's not a fucking blizzard like there was today. It's supposed to be um, cold but not snowing. Okay, that's I can handle cold, but yeah. like when it's super windy, ugh, I'm yeah, fucking. Yep, that sucks. And you're driving Anyways. like an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. What song would you guys like to close out with today? Shadows. Shadows. Yes. Beautiful. We will do. I'm sorry, I'm moving all weird, but this is what I have to do to keep the pee in no. the body. Go, go so. pee. It <laughs> has it, been a pleasure. It. All right, man. Yes. Hey, we will see you yesterday. Thanks for having us on the show. Yes, it was great seeing you guys. I love you. I'll see you soon. Be sure to check out the new album, Heavy Love, available everywhere. I'm pretty sure you can find it. Give them your monies. Don't use Spotify. And this has been a Toon Junkies podcast. My name is Chris, and we'll see you on the next episode.
afraid 